You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Yes, welcome back to The People's Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ali Bunker. Hello, I am Aiden. And I have got one question here for everyone tonight. Who wants to listen to the PWP? Alright then. Well, I thought, seeing as this is my podcast, I'd do a bit of a takeover tonight. I'd like to share with you the one universal truth that is the PWP stands for... People's Wrestling Podcast! I said the PWP stands for... People's Wrestling Podcast! Yeah, it does. So I'd like to share with you a new song that I've written this week, especially for all you listeners out there. Time. What the fuck is this loser? What the fuck's going on? I've completely lost control of my own show. <laughs> is it your show anymore? Well, apparently not. I've been taken over. You know what? I've decided that none of you lot deserve to listen to my music. Music. <laughs> <so>, um, <laughs> that's the end of that. You're lucky you're not here, Bumby. You get smashed over the edge with my guitar. Well. Well. <laughs> Right, well, that was a different intro, wasn't it? Come sit back down, Aiden. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what the listeners do not know is that it took a lot of planning. <laughs> More that than you would about expect. 40 minutes. <laughs> right, okay. So, yes, welcome to the People's Wrestling Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Ali Bunker, as I said. I am joined by Aiden Bunker, or Elias Bunker, or whatever you want to be called today. Um, Aiden, how saying. are you? I'm alright, until I got interrupted. Oh yes, and you did get interrupted by Mr. Matt Bumby. Matt Bumby, how are you? It's Bumby time. <laughs> it's, it's always Bumby time. It's always Bumby time. I am absolutely fantastic. Bloody hell, what's going into you? Oi oi. Oi oi. Or what have I got into? Oi oi. <laughs> Let's not get into that. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, right, okay, so we've got a little bit of a different episode for you this week um, because essentially we've decided that Raw has been so absolutely terrible for the past few weeks. Are we not going to um, say why we weren't here last week because somebody went on holiday? This happens every time. So one of us goes away, me, and then the other two can't be bothered to do anything. Well, to be fair, we were watching the Champions League. Well, and also, I had seen mainly Raw last week didn't want to talk about it <laughs> yeah, I, think. yeah I, I did the same I turned it off after about 20 minutes <laughs> so yeah so it brings me to my next point is that with the, we've established that Raw has been so monumentally terrible for the last few weeks that we just can't be asked to talk about it at the minute uh, and unfortunately even though Smackdown has been doing pretty well for itself it's suffered the same fate this week because we're not going to talk about that either 
Before I get into what we are going to talk about, a little bit of news in case you are unaware of the unfortunate sad news of the passing of former WWE legend Dynamite Kid, a.k.a. Tom Billington, um, who actually died today on his 60th birthday, uh, which is unfortunate and sad. Yeah, really sad news. Um, so, I've just got a little bit of a... For those who aren't maybe Dynamite Kid fans or not sure who he is, British wrestling legend Dynamite Kid became a huge hit for the fans in the 80s, uh, as unfortunately died on his 60th birthday. The wrestler from Goldbourne, Lancashire, whose real name was Tom Billington, was one half of the British Bulldogs, along with his cousin, probably the more well-known Davy Boy Smith. Um, but the WWE star battled various health problems later years and had to spend the last few decades in a wheelchair following a series of injuries. So the news of his death today was tweeted out by wrestling trainer Marty Jones, who said it's with great sadness I have to inform you all that the dynamite kid Tom Billington on his birthday has passed away. A true British ambassador for wrestling worldwide, R.I.P. Kid. Condolences to Mark and his family. Um, Smith's son, Davy Boy Smith's son, Davy Boy Smith Jr., also posted on Twitter a fairly lengthy post about Tom Billington. He said it deeply saddens him to announce the passing of Tom, the dynamite kid. He was really happy and glad he got to see him one last time in June in the UK. And that dynamite was certainly an inspiration to himself and many, many others and really revolutionised professional wrestling as we know it today. He flew high and gave it his all every match. Thanks for everything and sad to have lost another family member. Rest in peace, Dino. So it's quite clear to um, talk to us as you know, pretty hardcore wrestling fans and to, to most wrestling fans that the influence of Dynamite Kid is very evident, especially in today's product. Yeah. With, without him, there wouldn't be... The style wouldn't be what it is today. Exactly. He was a pioneer. There probably wouldn't be a UK division, to be honest. Well, he was certainly a, a massive, massive part of that that sort of original, not so, not really a British invasion, but WWE was so Americanized, the first to come so to the mainstream. Yeah, that you know there wasn't any British presence on screen, um, but the British Bulldogs changed that. I think they they were a major, major part of that, and they led the way for Britain, especially the British Bulldog, for for years and years after that, for a long, long time. Um, so yeah I don't think you can really understate the influence that Dynamite Kid had on wrestlers I mean and his style is sort of matched by the likes of Pete Dunn and like hard really hard hitting and it's hard hitting but he could fly um, yeah and I great tag team wrestler I've never watched obviously because it's not my era I've never watched too much I've seen bits here and I've watched one or two full matches and mainly just little clips but um We've all like everyone's always known how much of an influence he was on Benoit, yeah. but when you go back and watch and then can watch a Benoit match, they are so similar. It's ridiculous, yeah. even like body size and type and everything, but just the moves as well. It's it's really quite quite weird to watch. <laughs> so the, the flying headbutt was a was a move that he yeah um, just like the in, the intensity on like the suplexes and stuff like that. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. Sad to think that both. The British Bulldogs are gone now, and, and Chris Benoit. And Benoit, yeah. A different story, but um, so yeah. Let's, let's skip over Benoit a little well, bit. The, the troubles really for for Tom Billington started in 1986 um, when he broke his back in the ring in Madison Square Garden and was told he would never ever wrestle again. Um, but he did fight back to wrestle for WWE, well WWF back then for another five years, and was held as a legend before resigning 
following a dispute over complimentary plane tickets. It's probably the weirdest resignation I've ever heard of in the wrestling industry, but that's fine. Um, he carried on wrestling in Canada, Canada and Japan until 1991, but took part in his final match in October 96. One year later, he unfortunately lost the use of his left leg and then was eventually bound to a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Um, to die on his 60th birthday is, you know, such a shame. Um, well, this puts this really puts into perspective what WWE are doing now. And I know everyone's like, oh, I want a head chair shot, I want a head chair shot. But look at all the superstars. They're dying before the age, before they've got old. Yeah. And I don't think this generation are going to die at, like, 60, 50 I think they are going to go on to be 70, 80, 90 years old. Yeah, I mean, I think, and you're right, I think a massive part of um, uh, what WWE is doing to help people is, is the strictness of the wellness policy. Certainly something which I, I, I imagine Dynamite Kid would have fallen foul of back in the day, and that's that's just speculating, but I think his, his issues are fairly well documented. Uh, same for the British Bulldog. Um you know, same for Chris Benoit at times. Same for, to be fair, most of the roster at the time. At the time, yeah, in the late in the eighties, late eighties, early nineties, that was the thing. You were going to be stacked. You were going to be jacked. You were going to be a big guy. That's how you succeeded in wrestling, and there were really no consequences for those sorts of steps. And I mean, it kind of if you weren't if you weren't wrestling, you weren't getting paid. Exactly. I mean, it it kind of sucks in that. Um... Like without trying to sound like I don't know cruel or or de- desensitive or whatever the word is insensitive. insensitive. Um, like you get used to these kind of things. Yep. Like you just yeah, go, oh, yeah. another wrestler's died, and you think you think sixty. Like my dad's gonna be sixty this year. Yes, Our dad's gonna be sixty this year. Yeah, a couple. That's weeks. literally no age to die. No, no age at all. And to have, I mean, to have the quality of life that he has had for the past. 25 years um, really 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 sad for him for his family uh, I'm not quite sure what size family he has left at this moment in time or uh, what his family situation was but um, yeah just really really sad news and so I mean I think at the time that Jim Neidhart died we all felt that you know these announcements were coming coming quite thick and fast um, that wasn't that long ago and here's another one Mm. That family has gone through a lot. (laughs) The whole extended Hart, Smith, Billington family is just... And Neidhart has obviously um, been through a hell of a lot in the last 30, 35 years. Um, But, you know, and uh, all of them have loved wrestling. All of them have loved the business. They've been in it. They've taken part in it. They've made legacies in it. And unfortunately, they've paid the price with their lives. Um, you know, interesting to hear from if you if, if it was ever possible to hear whether they would regret anything, especially Dynamite Kid. Yeah, and the British Bulldog. I think a lot of the the troubles with them both came from their back injuries, reliance on painkillers, which ultimately led to their has led to their demise professionally and now in a personal um, capacity. You could you could probably surmise that these are partly responsible if not fully yeah um so yeah really really sad news condolences to the to tom billington's family um from here all of us here at pwp 
But right, we can move on now to something less... Is it less... Yeah, it's less somber. Let's put it that way. Less morbid. It's less morbid. We'll put it that way. Um, So, Raw's been shit. (laughs) Raw's been awful. So, um, what I want you guys to do, actually, is picture the scene. So, it's Stanford, Connecticut. It's a nice Christmas evening. It's Christmas Eve. No, New Year's Eve. We'll go New Year's Eve. I was going to say, what the hell am I doing in Stanford at Christmas Eve? <laughs> and you're not, no, you're not there. Um, it's the, there's one solitary light on in the WWE offices in Stanford, Connecticut. It's in Vince McMahon's office. And he sat there, toasting to another successful financial year for WWE. Um, and he's thinking to himself, damn it, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And he thinks to himself, you know what? I think I'm going to hand the reins over to Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's going to hand it over to us. <laughs> Hang on. So he calls up Hunter. Hunter's on the piss on New Year's Eve with Steph and the kids, Shane and his wife and the kids, etc. And Hunter's like, no, mate, I don't want to do it. I'd like NXT. I'm all right with 205. Plus, my shoulder really fucking hurts. Leave me alone. So Vince is like, right. Who's going to take over? And he reaches into his, uh, well, he goes onto his iPhone, loads up his podcast, and the first one he sees is the People's Wrestling Podcast. I hope it wasn't yeah. the start of this one. <laughs> so he tunes in, a couple of episodes, a couple of episodes turn into tens of episodes, tens of episodes let's, turns into 50 episodes. Let's hope he didn't hear the one where I, I lost it a little bit at the end. <laughs> um, and then he decides, you know what, these guys know what they're talking about, I'm going to give them a call. So he calls me up. You know, as the host. He talks to me and I say, let me discuss it with the guys. And he goes, uh, hold on, I'm on holiday. <laughs> I will be, actually. Yeah, you I'm actually sure, will. Yeah. Um, he, goes to, he goes to me, I'm going to hand over the reins to you. What do you think? And I have to, I say, listen, Vince, I appreciate the offer, but I can't give you an answer right now. I'm gonna this have to is talk. where you bargain over money. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to the guys. <laughs> so I give you both a call. And Aiden, you're over the moon. You love the idea. Matt, you're over the moon. You love the idea. We've officially been handed the book for Raw. Not SmackDown, because they're doing fine. Um, no, Raw. <laughs> we are officially in charge. And, like, actually in charge. Not like the fake general manager shit that yeah. they do. Like, actually in charge. How in charge? Like, in charge of Large everything? and in charge. Are we allowed to bring people up? We can do whatever the fuck we want. We are now fully, oh, yeah. fully in charge of Raw... From a creative, from a booking. Are we sitting in Gorilla? Yeah, we're in Gorilla. We we probably let Kevin Dunn carry on, but we just want to change some things. Um, Are we going to find time for the podcast on Wednesdays? <laughs> we're going to be like, tell you what, we're all with shit this week, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what were you thinking, Aiden? <laughs> so we're officially in charge. So what I want from you guys is, how are you going to make Raw better in 2019? I've got it already. Sorted. it. Might as well I've shut down it. I'm sorted already. I'm what, sorted. What you got? I've got... Picture this. We we let Bobby Lashley go out first. Leo Rush goes with him. Baron Corbin goes with him. They start spouting their mouths off. And then all you hear is Undisputed Era. Music hit. And they surround the ring. I tell you what, for me, that is an underwhelming way to bring in the Undisputed Era. Against Bobby fucking Lashley, are you serious? 
I wanted to be beating the shit out of him. I don't started, want him there anymore. I'm starting to see where the, the friction could come in on this creative <laughs> committee. I mean, he's, he's not bad. Uh, it's all right. Bad. All right. It's better all right, than what right. I got. I'll take, I'll take them out of the equation. Do we just want to start with the Undisputed Era coming out? No, I'd like to come up with a way for them to come in. It's hard because there's no, there's no real stables on Raw anymore, apart from this apparent coalition kind of for power. But uh, with no Shield, that would be the kind of ideal scenario, I think, especially with it being three on four and the Shield finally losing to the numbers game. Yep. How about this for a start? The PWP's music plays. <laughs> we get, we, get, we come out. We say, ladies and gentlemen. We've taken over the reins of Monday Night Raw. It's 2019. Are we starting the first Raw of 2019 with a 20-minute authority promo? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to say... Yes, we've, we are. It's, it's more going to be more like a page one, where it's like 10 <laughs> seconds long. We're going to be... Ladies and gentlemen! <laughs> it's 2019! Right, it's 2019. We're going to kick it off in style. We're going to start Raw with a match for the Universal title oh. between Brock Lesnar... And Drew McIntyre. And if Brock Lesnar doesn't show up in the next 30 seconds, we are stripping him of the title and giving it to Drew McIntyre. Brock Lesnar's music hits. He ain't there. We've officially stripped Brock Lesnar of the music. Of the title, not music. He can have his music. Fucking bastards. Does, does Paul Heyman, is he there to try and, like come out and try and reason? Nope, Paul Heyman's fucked off. All right. Does he well, appear on I don't screen? think we should just give it straight to Drew. Do we just vacate it? All right, we vacate. Well, that would then be a bit harsh on Drew, saying you'll get a match, <laughs> and if he doesn't show up, you don't get the title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, or we just say like Brock Lesnar doesn't show up in the next few minutes, we're stripping him of the title, a bit like Kurt Angle tried to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we should do that because we want our champion to be on Raw every week, and we love a fucking tournament. I mean, I do. We. Everyone loves a tournament, apart from Vince. But Vince is fucked off. He's gone. Vince is in like I don't know. He's got Aruba. the Bahamas. Yeah, he's, he's got his feet up. He sat there with Linda. Linda's on the phone to Donald Trump. And he's just like, oh, I'm so glad this is done. So how many people are we going to have in this tournament? Well, so, this is what I was thinking. So it's I personally think it should be a massive tournament. I think it's, I think like it's the Ross, whole roster-wide. Roster. Oh, think, the whole raw roster. No, nah, I'm going to say a 16-man tournament. A bit like the uh, 1998 Survivor Series. Are we doing it like progressing to Rumble? Yeah, so we're going. We're, I think we'll go up to the Rumble. Um, maybe no, we can't go further because we have the number one contender decided at the Rumble, don't we? Uh, up to the Rumble, this tournament culminates there. Sixteen men from Raw. I mean, there's a possibility to draft in anyone from SmackDown, but you've got to think that someone's got to go the other way. And okay, then also I've got, NXT. I've got one. Can I make a swap? Go for it. I want to get rid of Bobby, and I want Samoa Joe in. Oof. Well, I'm thinking leave SmackDown as it is up until the Superstar Shakeup, and just say that there's there's there'll be 15 men from Raw and one call up from NXT. Yeah. And the thing is, can you think of 15 legitimate title contenders from Raw? They don't have to be le- no. like they never are legitimate. Like <laughs> fucking like Godfather and all that. Well, really, you've like, got Deadly fr- Games tournament. You got free Lucha House party. Members. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'd all be in one. They'd all match. be in one match. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think you you say have 15 men from Raw, one NXT call up, or it doesn't. You don't even have to specify call up. Just have a a vacant spot. 
And then the last match of the first round is someone versus... Uh, and then Alistair Black gets called up. Are you going Alistair Black? Why not the dream? Well, yeah. I, it was just a throw it off the top of the head. I, I think... Alistair Black would be best suited out of all the NXT lot at the moment. He's he's already won the title in NXT, so there's not really much more for him to do. Um, I I think right now, anyway, he's got more chance of succeeding than Velveteen Dream, and he's more on the main roster. He's more believable than maybe Gargano, and Champa is the champion. So um, yeah, I think call up Alistair Black. And have him go quite a long way. Yeah. I don't know how far, but quite a long way. Quite a long way. So, I mean, we just run through Maybe some names the then for give, our... Give him like a Balor-esque rise when he first came to Raw. Yeah. Uh, let's run through some names for our fictional tournament then, shall we? All for right. a universal title. So yeah, I'm going to start, I'm going to throw some names out to you. Should we start big and then, like, do the filler? I don't know, I'm just going to throw some names out there. And you guys can pitch in whenever you like. Right. I'm going to start with Seth Rollins. Yep. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, agreed. I'm going to go with Dean Ambrose. Ambrose, yeah. Finn Balor. Agreed. Dolph Ziggler. Are we putting Corbin mm-hmm. in? Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Yeah. Elias. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bray Wyatt. Bray fucking Wyatt. He comes out, he's in the tournament. Oh, him versus Alistair Black. Oh. Oh. Hello. Bobby Roode. Swing. Swing. Bobby Roode, yeah, that'll do. Bobby Roode. Chad Gable. Oh, Gable, I could, I, could, I could get Gable in, in a, there. Put him in a first round match together. Uh, oh, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Got ten, so we've got five more spaces. One of them we're going to give to Alistair Black. We've got six spaces, one we give to Black. Oh, okay, we've got six spaces. So five more from Raw. So I mean, you've got um, Baron Corbin. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. <laughs> forgot about Braun Strowman. Uh, and I mean, there are others that you know are on the injured list. I mean, we're assuming that aren't back by this time. I'm talking Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, for instance. Um, oh well, obviously, are we are we bringing them back or? Well, we can't bring, we can't work yeah. miracles, so I think we'll leave them out. Yeah, we'll have to leave that. Uh, so I've got a nice spot for them in the Royal Rumble, I think. Oh, well, yeah, you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that leaves us with five. So five more. So, so who have we got? Where, like, I don't know, shoving like Heath Slater or something. No, not fucking Heath Slater. Come on. This is Raw in 2019. We don't, we don't need Heath Slater. I mean, you could put both of AOP in there. Or the B team. The B team. Or... The, mm, the I'm thinking. I'm sitting there thinking. Uh, this is harder than this. <laughs> I thought it'd be harder with 15. Um, Should have got the roster list up. Yeah, Go on the website. Um, come on, Matt. I've given the names. <laughs> Let's think. Who, do, who have we seen on on Raw lately? I mean, like, yeah, you could do with the revivals as well, but. Well, yeah, you've got the revival. You've got uh, Gold Dust. Jinder Mahal. Oh yeah, Jinder. Um, yeah, chuck Jinder in there for a bit of cannon fodder. Mojo Raw. Yeah, Mojo So you can lose in the first round. Titus O'Neil. Apollo Cruz. Zack Ryder. We'll put Ryder and Apollo Cruz in. How many spaces have we got? So that is one, two, 
3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. 16. So we need to get rid of one. <laughs> Let's get rid of Mojo. Get right. rid of Mojo. The fucking Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> so there's our 16-man tournament. Plus Alistair Black. Plus Alistair Black. I think that would be fucking awesome. So how are we booking this shit? So I think we're going to we're gonna fill up Raw. We've, we've qualified. We're not qualifying. First round matches. Um... For the tournament, we'll probably intersperse some um, some women's stuff on there because you know that shit needs to happen. Um, Meet our quota. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna say so. We need to half this down to eight. So I'm gonna say Rollins, McIntyre, Ambrose, Balor, Ziggler, Lashley, Elias, and Wyatt. And no Strowman. Strowman over Bobby Lashley. Lashley. Flashly. So we got we got face heel heel face 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 face. <laughs> the, the black isn't going. We should put Cor- going Corbin should go through through shenanigans. Although we're in charge, so Corbin maybe over Ziggler. Yeah, Corbin over Ziggler. Yeah. Um, Strowman over Lashley. Is Alistair Black in there still? Alistair Black's in yeah. there. So we got three heels. And the rest of faces, that's fine. We can cope with that. Well, that's that's eight though. Alistair Black ain't involved in that. Alistair Black isn't. Would be nine. So we're doing Strowman over Lashley and Corbin over Ziggler. Um, so one one other person is out. Oof. Elias or Wyatt. Wyatt, he's only just come back, isn't he? Should we keep him for like the? Should we keep him for the rumble or something? Keep him for the rumble, yeah. Keep him out of it. Fuck it, yeah. Come out of rumble. So our eight, or or, he's going to sound really controversial. Trade him. Do we take out either Rawlins or Ambrose because of their rivalry? Like, does one cost one in the first round, or or like exactly? That's what I'm thinking. Or like, is Rollins in it because he's got the IC title? Rollins sh- assuming Rollins, he keeps it. Rollins is in it. If you're having a tournament for your big title on Raw, you need Seth Rollins in it. You can't not have it. Um, so I'm still I'm 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 more inclined to say Dean Ambrose costs Seth Rollins in I'd, the first yeah. round. I'd want to make it. <laughs> I'd want to make it as big as possible. <laughs> um, Sorry. What? The, so I'd want our tournament to be like holy shit like this is important because yeah. all of the guys yeah all the top all guys, the guys are gone for it yeah. so. I'm, and I'm basing it I have just listened to the 1998 Fighter Series podcast <laughs> so I'm basing this on the Deadly Games tournament okay. but that was so fucking good so shall we say then our top 8 is Rollins McIntyre Ambrose Balor Strowman Corbin Elias and Black yes that's yes five, that's 6 no 1 Three. Five faces, three heels. Three heels. Yeah, which is fine. We can go with that. That's fine. Because yeah. um, yeah, you don't need an evil, uh, evil equal. We don't need even uh, an even kill. So, <clears throat> so that's our first week of raw sorted. We're not going to go week by week. We're just going to go in big chunks. Um, do we do we have the, the first round of matches on that episode? Yeah. Well, or do we, we just announce it say for next week? No, no. We're gonna we're gonna have to the we're gonna need to kick off the year in a big way. Kick off with fucking pyro. That's what we're going to do. We're going to kick off with New Year's fucking fireworks. Pyro. We come out, say it's a new tournament. Fuck it. All the works. Well, we need to strip Lesnar first. Well, that's true. Uh, We strip Lesnar, not physically. Um, And then we say, here's the tournament. 
announced it that the first match is happening right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, and then we have Get the first me a referee. <coughs> and I would start with Seth Rollins. Uh, and I would down. start with Seth Rollins against someone like fucking Jinder. Um, so Seth goes through. What starts of the year that would be. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Seth goes through, you know. Um, and then we'll carry on in that vein for the rest of the ma- for the rest of the show. So we've got the men's universal title picture sorted. What are we doing with the women? Um. Okay. What are we doing with the women? What are we doing with the women? So. I would like to give Ruby Wyatt. Ruby Wyatt? What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot, a push. When? Because I think she deserves it. She deserves it. Yeah, so, okay. In that way, are we suggesting that she becomes a lit- legitimate challenger to Ronda Rousey? Yeah. And the numbers game is getting too much for Ronda. Okay, well, I mean, that's we've, we've sort of seen a little bit of that in recent past, in a fairly recent past, haven't we? But Ruby Wright got a match with Ronda, did fairly well, and then never really went back up to the title picture. Hmm. Uh, but I'm, I'm definitely on board with Ruby being in the title picture. But what I do think is that um, having Ronda Rousey as champion is a smart idea, but it does present some fairly difficult questions but how do you take it off of her not only how do you take it off her but my the thing that i'm kind of more concerned with is what do you do with her after she's lost it yeah well i mean if she doesn't win it back then like where do you position her on the card because she's ronda rousey yeah she's not just suddenly like i I mean to be fair they managed to lose it i would have a lose it because every champion has to lose yeah, I de- definitely have a lose. How good you are! It. Every champion has to lose. It's just, this is just how how we book her after. Like, I mean, they managed to completely ruin Asuka. Well, the way I would do it. Do you know the way I would do it? Go on. I would screw her out of the title. Not like you personally screw her out of the title, but someone to screw her out of the title. Yep. And then she has, in her own head, because she knows that. This is the way the wrestling business goes. She has to start from the bottom and work her way back up the ladder. So we're thinking by by screwing her out of title, are we are we saying give it to Ruby Riot with help from Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan and help yeah. her defend it against Ronda in her contract? Actually, no, we're in charge. I'm scrapping that rule. <laughs> <laughs> Do we like maybe in the, in the meantime have like Alexa Bliss as a special guest referee or something? And Alexa kind of uh, lets things slide. Yeah, potentially. I think that's a good idea. You know, you have to stack the game against Ronda Rousey in order for her to lose. Um, so yeah, I'd... Well, I would love. I would love to see her cut a promo after she's lost the title, saying, "I understand how this wrestling business works. It's not the same as MMA, where I can just get back straight to a championship fight. Yeah, I've got to work my way back up." The ladder. And even, like, you can just do things like... Like, are we keeping Alexa Bliss as the, the women's GM? Nope, she's coming back to action. So I was going to say, like, at least with Alexa Bliss in there, well, assuming she's fit and healthy. Um, she, uh, incidentally, Kato. She's been uh, training. She's been training. Mark, did you see the thing with Mark Henry? No. He did an interview where he basically revealed everything. He basically said that Ronda... She got hurt quite seriously Dumped in a match with Ronda. 
and then she came back to action and then she got she landed on her head hit her head on the ground or something quite hard and that sent her like loopy she got vertigo Mm. um and she um, wasn't cleared for a few weeks but she has actually been 100% cleared by WWE they're just they're just she's back at the performance center isn't she taking her time yeah I mean that's fair enough you don't don't actually need her for anything like physically at the minute because I was thinking if you have her in charge you could do the kind of like she bans the arm bar and like proper stacks the odds and that kind of stuff yeah you know what we'll keep her in charge but only temporarily just to get the belt off Ronda she can come back at the Rumble or something everyone can go back she'll be a 30th entrant in the women's Royal Rumble I was thinking the men (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah Alexa's still in charge Ronda's champion but she gets it taken off of her is she getting screwed at the Rumble is that when we're getting it off her no we're going to take it off of her on uh, an episode of Raw fucking hell jeez big news kicking off the year in a big way alright big way yeah well fuck it we'll take it off her on Raw They'll be, they'll be the main event as a, as a women's title match deserves to be. Yep. Um, and yeah, we'll um, we'll get the, the title off Ronda, give it to Ruby. What a way to finish Raw because everyone will be like, oh, it's so Ronda's going to win this. Yeah. Boom. And it's like I can't see, I can't wait to see what happens with Ronda next week. She's going to go, she's going to lose her mind. Yeah, exactly. Ronda goes on a fucking rampage next week. Yeah, like Ronda should start the next episode. She beat just so this is what she does. So she, um, she confronts Alexa um, because I don't know because they cheated to beat her and she's in charge sort of thing. She gets the the riot squad to or the riot squad come out and attack Ronda. Ronda uh, beats him off. She <laughs> <laughs> beats him up. <laughs> uh, she locks Alexa in the armbar. That's afterwards. Ale- that's why Alexa bans her from using the armbar. Do we come out at that point? Because we are in charge. I'm trying to be less of a physical presence. Like, how, we've how got long, to fly back and forth. How long before one of us feel, uh, turns heel? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be mad. I feel it'd be mad. One of us would pitch bringing a rock back and he'd try and kill us. And, you know, it's just go terribly wrong. So Ronda, locked, yeah, Ronda gets screwed without, like, while still technic- like while still legally being allowed to use yeah, the yeah. armbar. Yeah. So this is how we stop Ronda from winning the title back. We take a finisher away, plus have the numbers game, plus have Alexa a special guest referee. Then she can't win the title back in our rematch. Right. Yeah. And so, but- that gets us all the way to the Rumble. So... Okay, so she loses it via shenanigans, but shenanigans. with a normal ref blames Alexa for it because Alexa's in charge and didn't step in, or or um, like Riot Squad are at ringside or try to interrupt or whatever. Ref goes to kick him out or disqualify him, and Alexa comes out like, "Oh, by the way, this is a no disqualification match." Could do, but because what I'm trying to get at is Alexa doesn't hold any sort of. Real power. Resentment. She has real power. Oh. She doesn't hold any like any real resentment towards Ronda Rousey, even though you know she probably does. Um, she, she injured her, so um, she's just trying to do a decent job, but in a heelish way, um, not actually directly being a massive stumbling block for for Ronda. So I think she she just doesn't take any action when the right squad are clearly cheating to win. So Ronda approaches her, confronts her about it, gets in her face, right squad attack. Maybe some sort of mis- malfunction at the junction where Ronda thinks Alexa's attacked her by accident or something, puts her in the armbar. Alexa's like, fuck you then. You're never using that move again. 
Like she doesn't beat Ruby Riot because she can't use the armbar. Plus, the Riot's got her involved, and Alexa announces herself as special guest referee. And I think that match happens at the Rumble. Right. Um. And then onto the Rumble, the Women's War Rumble. I mean, there's so many different avenues you can go down with this, but we kind of have to consider SmackDown in this scenario. I would have um, probably Asuka win it again. Oh, controversial. Because by this time, we've not got Ronda as a champion. So, so we're assuming that Asuka's not winning at TLC then. That's a good point. Well, we can't book SmackDown. We've got no control over SmackDown. Well, I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but if, if we're booking... If we're if we because we've got control of WWE, don't we? That's no. what. So, no. So who's got control of SmackDown? Vince is Vince is still on SmackDown. We're just oh. on Raw. So he's only on holidays on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> or is it just Shane taking over? Or Shane's taking over. One of the two. Or Triple H. I don't know. Or Steph. But um, we're only we're only in control of Raw. Okay. Because SmackDown's doing the right for themselves. They don't need us to save the day. They don't need us. Yeah. Um. Just that little sentence made me think of someone we should have put in our tournament. The returning Chris Jericho. Oh, no. but, uh, it's fine. Spot in the rumble. Spot in the rumble. I don't think he's <laughs> going to come back. No, I don't think he will either. Um, he's anyway. still the New Japan Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. Well, that would be great. We could bring him on with that belt. Dub it in the bin. Put it in the bin. So <laughs> <laughs> it's been done before, right? Uh, but anyway, the in women's Royal Rumble. I mean, so yeah, I guess we we kind of backed ourselves into corner with this one because I mean, I I want to head towards a four horsewomen versus four horsewomen horsewomen match at WrestleMania thirty five. Mainly because we'll be there and it'll be good. Um, I guess we'll get to be. Do we get free tickets? <laughs> I'm gonna get a refund on ours. Um, I want to head towards that. How do we get there? So, well, that's the thing. The three of them down there are heels at the moment in NXT. Yeah, but when they come up to the main roster, they don't have to be heels. I don't think they have to be. I think they can just be like, like badass, babyfaces. They, yeah, they can just be friends. They don't. Because but... what we could do is just have Ronda continuously losing and getting screwed, and then that's why Shayna Baszler and that come to rescue her. Yeah. Is there the the other horsewoman? Is there introduction to fend off or to to oust in a way the riot squad, or are we going straight for the four horsewomen? Because like we've got a kind of problem in that two of them are on a different brand that we don't manage. Yeah, well, I mean, I would have it so that they come in as as a way of fending off the riot squad, but at no point does does Ronda win the title back. Or no. we could have it that they come in to beat up the Riot Squad and Bailey and Sasha interfere in it. But that wouldn't make and any defend sense. defend the Riot Squad. I mean, it wouldn't make sense for Bailey and Sasha to get involved, especially when they don't have Charlotte and Becky with Or I suppose what you could do is have Bailey and Sasha be so frustrated at how the fact that Ronda keeps getting all of these opportunities. Yeah. And we're not giving a fuck all. And be like, look, she's lost three title matches in a row now. Get to the back of the line. Yeah. We haven't had title matches yeah, in years. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so this is... Yeah, I like your point. So, on Raw, an episode after the Rumble, assuming Bailey or Sasha haven't won the Rumble, Ronda and the four horsewomen are out, or the three other horsewomen are out, saying, you know, we we won't stop until we've won the title back. Um, you could even have one of them win the Rumble. Ronda does double duty and wins the Rumble. I don't know. 
Uh, no, because we won a four horse win. But anyway, yeah. not going to stop till we win my title back, blah, blah, blah. And then Bailey and Sasha are coming out like, hang on, love. You're not getting another title shot before I do. Or we do. Or one of us does. Love. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse girl. me, boo-boo. <laughs> Babe girl. Um, and that start, kickstarts a bit of a few where Rhonda and, Rhonda and her mates were like, well, what, what are you going to do about it? And then they get into a fight. The numbers game takes over. Sasha and Bailey get their asses handed to them. And then that means... Stupid, stupid girls. That next week, <clears throat> they've got a surprise up their, up their sleeves. In a one-on-one match, Sasha versus Ronda. Shenanigans. Bailey gets into it, into it with the other three. All of a sudden... Whoa! <laughs> Becky Lynch is down. From the ring, so from the the, the 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 ramp, the entrance, Charlotte comes through the crowd around the back, steel chairs, kendo stick, whatever, fucking have it. Do you know what I would like? I would like some, like without making it too obvious, some kind of subtle hints leading up to it. So maybe something like I, I think I'm kind of getting this idea from being the elite, but maybe just something like um, Sasha and Bailey backstage, and they're like just sitting there talking, and they're like. I don't know what to do about this situation. Like, like we just can't, we can't beat them. And then, like, I don't know, Bailey walks off or something and Sasha looks into a suitcase and just looks at a picture of the four of them outside the performance centre or something or, like, some kind of note or a picture or something mm. where it's just, like, maybe a little something from, like, um, always here if you need me from BL. From the man, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that may be a little too obvious, but yeah, something just subtle where it puts the thought in your head, yeah, but not being like, Oh, like Becky's like, I, I will come to Raw next week and help you. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I think we could go that, that avenue, I think that's good. We could come up with some creative ideas for that, you know. We've got well, to let Razor the best the man can get. Just put a picture of Queen Elizabeth in there, <laughs> um, or just yeah. a, a map of Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, these are ideas we, are getting are a we, bit Vince Russo-ish. No, Nothing has been put on a crane uh, or a pole. <laughs> um, and we, you know, we're going to change the intro to Raw. It's just going to be like this. Is raw. This, <laughs> this this is raw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we reached the Royal Rumble stage, and we're not quite sure what to do. We'll come back to that probably at another time. Um, and we're in this whole tournament thing with the men for the Universal Title. So we're down. We got down to our last eight. Who's heading into our last four? So who have we got in the last eight? So our last eight was Rollins, Ambrose, McIntyre. Um, Balor, Strowman, Corbin, Elias, and Alistair Black. Right, so I'd have Black, yep. Ambrose, Rawlins, and I've got one. Have you got one more, have we? McIntyre or Strowman, probably. I, I'm thinking McIntyre. McIntyre. Well, you think you need a strong heel? Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking McIntyre versus. What are our semis? Black. I think Ambrose Black is a great semi. Oh, um, I think that's a, that's a perfect semi-final. Yep, 
and I think because if you put Black and McIntyre in the same match you can call them Black and Black Tire. and Tire <laughs> I don't know I think actually McIntyre versus Black could be a good match because um, both former NXT champions it depends yeah like... I'd go with that and then you can have Rawlins versus Ambrose yeah, yeah. It, it depends what do we want in the final and, I think McIntyre and Rawlins is, so the final's taking place at the Rumble are the semis taking place at the Rumble as well it could do yeah yeah, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? So, but then that means none of these four guys can be in the Rumble. It depends. If they wrestle one match, they can still be in the Rumble. We've seen that many times. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. happen so much these days. It doesn't but... happen these days, but we're in charge, damn it! <laughs> damn it! Jesus. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going Rollins versus... Um, McIntyre. McIntyre in the final at the Royal Rumble. And who is winning? McIntyre. Only fair, we did rob him at the start. That's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give the title to McIntyre because I think, I think WWE works well when you've got a heel champion. So is it... up every week. Is it Rollins-Ambrose in the semi? Rollins-Ambrose, McIntyre So Black. Rollins wins clean and Ambrose does a little bit of interference in the final to get revenge on Rollins. Yeah, I like that. But yeah. yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. So we can continue the Rollins-Ambrose thing through to WrestleMania. I think that'd be good. Yeah, I mean, we could even do the whole like referees down. Rollins is gonna win, and then Ambrose pulls him out and then dirty deeds him. Yeah. Either way, McIntyre. Because that that gives that gives Seth reason to go after Dean. Oh, actually, I guess what. But the thing is, who's the Intercontinental Champ? One of them two is more likely going to be Intercontinental Champion at this point. It doesn't really matter. Right. No. So for this whole thing, I've just been thinking. Ambrose brings a busted up steel chair into the ring. It's the one the referee that down, used. and then smashes it over Rollins' back, and then continues to do it till it breaks. And then he explains the next night on Raw that was the same one that he split up with the shield with. Good shout! Good shout! I love the idea. Love the idea. Um, what I would say. And how we can work this, because we've got these last four, so we've got four, you know, vying for the title in this semi-finals, finals bit. If Ambrose costs Rollins a match by interfering, McIntyre beats Black early in the night by cheating, so Black's pissed off. He confronts McIntyre at the end of the match. Then we've got all of this, these four in like a little sphere of main eventness, which I think is good for. Because I don't like it when you have one feud in that runs the whole main event. I think you need to have little, like so you've got Rollins and Ambrose as a feud. You've got Rollins and McIntyre as a feud because they like McIntyre beat him in the final, and then now you've yeah. got Black McIntyre as a feud because McIntyre beat him by cheating. And so then you can you can work into an Ambrose McIntyre feud as well. And you well, how about them. something like that just came to my head was like earlier in the night at the Rumble. They don't do it anymore, but the people are doing draws, mm. getting their numbers. Yeah. And, I don't know, someone like Bo Dallas or Heath Slater or something yeah. picks their number out and they just go, oh, fuck. <laughs> we'll be back swearing as well. <laughs> and then yeah. later on, we not. after Alistair Black's semi-final, he's been cheated out of it. And he's, like, storming backstage. He's pissed. And, um, like, this is immediately before the Rumble match itself 
he's pissed and then he stumbles across Heath Slater, whoever drew that number. Yeah. And then no, he's like, oh, no, like, yeah, the guy's like, oh, nice to meet you. I'm Heath Slater. And then he just black masses him <laughs> and kills, like, pick, picks up his number off the floor. No, you know who it should be because it's happened to him before. Oh, Kurt, the, Kurt, Kurt, Haw- Kurt. Kurt Hawkins. No, Curtis Axel, yeah, Curtis Axel. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah, that feels good. Wait, what happened? What happened to Curtis Axel before? Um, he came out, didn't he? he, he and then he had the someone... still in the Royal Rumble thing because he oh. never got he never got to the ring. <laughs> Who beat him up? I can't remember. Someone beat him up and took his spot, didn't they? Yeah, can't remember who it was. Um, but anyway, yeah, I like that idea. So as the Blacks in the Rumble, does he win it? No, that's why he's going at number one. Oh, he's going number one. Yeah, like he's he's later is like getting ready to go out. All right, or some like something like this is immediately before the match. That's why he was like, "Oh fuck," because he's got an early number. Yeah, he's got number one. Um, so he yeah he he kicks him, he kicks his face off, and then picks up that picks up that number. Yeah, and then you see him being like, and then and then into the rumble near the end. Yeah, quite like pretty far in. So I guess and then maybe eliminated by McIntyre or something. Oh, Max Tyson's the final. Champion. Ambrose. Or Ambrose, yeah, maybe. Although um, he's already been in two other spots. Though. So, essentially what I'm getting to is a, is a four-way feud between McIntyre, Rollins, Ambrose and Black yeah. for like, the next few weeks. Key question, does a Raw person win the men's Royal Rumble? Probably not. I if think. we're having four main eventers, I really. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, no. I think SmackDown does, so we'll let, we'll let them book that. <laughs> two years in a row right so we've gone we've gone into three some years fairly, in a row some detail into what we would like 2019 to look like for us but I think there's some smaller like changes that we would just like to make to the product as a whole to the raw as a whole yeah. I think I think I probably speak for both of or for all of us when I say the commentary team could use some work oh that sounds like a great idea are we, we getting Michael Cole out I was going to say are we keeping the same trio that we I, have at the moment I personally do not see a reason why Michael Cole needs to be on our Raw do you reckon yeah bye bye I, I personally yeah, like it, as much as it pains me to say this I would probably get rid of Renee and just have a, <gasps> just have a core like she can do other backstage shit and have her network shows and all that like all the other stuff she does but on commentary, just have Corey and Michael. Yeah, to be fair, no. I I I would probably go for that. Ali, no. I mean, I love Renee. We we all know I love Renee. But I think on commentary, she's very limited in what she actually offers. And, and anything oh, like boys, I can't believe I'm the only one batting for. It's Renee Young, and I'm it, the one that doesn't like her the most. Anything involving Dean Ambrose as well, it's just too like We've never had this before, a commentator being married to a wrestler. Yeah, it's very weird. And them acknowledging that the commentator is married to the wrestler, so it's like, it wouldn't happen with JoJo and Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah, but I think you'll find that they're going to put, sorry for your honest, they'll put uh, Ambrose on SmackDown when the shake-up comes about. Yeah, interesting. Interesting for he has just because come of that. There. Well, this because is not, of that reason. This isn't. A, this is not the regime that we're talking about. This is our regime. <laughs> it's our own regime. We're only half of the regime. There's like there there are a whole bunch of stuff I want to change. Um, 
in terms of the writing, things just like continuity and they seem to underestimate people's ability to remember things. They, they seem to think we forget very, so quickly. Very easily, yeah. Um, so like making sure things make sense and there's continuity in storylines and you can reference back to things that have happened in the past, but you don't have to show us it every 10 minutes on... Like show us what happened last week every 10 minutes of this week yeah okay can I, can I make one suggestion yeah we watch TVs properly backstage <laughs> it's, a, it's a very small thing but it's very annoying um, yeah. I think one thing hey one thing I would change a major thing I would change actually is the the layout of the show I think um, I mean I personally am not totally against it staying as three hours no, I think it can be fine with three hours. Thanks, three hours. If, if it makes us money. If it makes us money, yeah. But if, we, if it's if we've entertaining, got, I if don't we, understand why it can't be three hours. Yeah, exactly. If it's if we've got enough time, enough talent to fill it, enough storylines to do you know, interesting stuff, then yeah, three hours is fine. What I would do is start each week with a match. Yeah, maybe not every week. Most weeks. 75% but yeah. of weeks need to start with a match. And that match needs Gets to be crowd hot. that the crowd are, you know who is over with the crowd. No, it doesn't necessarily have to be in a main eventer. No. I, I was, well, I've been back and watched a lot of 2002 episodes of Raw. And Rob Van Dam was yeah, he's a, always... a kick-off of Raw most weeks. Because <gasps> but it was, his, it was his theme music. Well, his music got people <laughs> going. He was over. He, he hadn't I mean, like, been a world champion, so people were desperate for him to get there. So that's people like Bala, like Owens, it's Rollins, Zane. Owens, yeah. Um, Elias. Yeah. I mean, we could just give Elias a fucking concert each week where no one interrupts. <laughs> I um, think, when, yeah, having them kick off strong yeah. always helps. Definitely. Strowman. I, I want the, the the writing in some way to reflect what's happening in real life or just to be a bit more aware of things that have happened in real life. Yeah. For example, things like Stephanie McMahon using the word disembodiment the other day. Yeah. The other week, that wasn't good. Um, but this week on Raw, I don't know if you noticed, Drew McIntyre saying, like, the guys sit backstage, they were, like, on their phones, they're all playing video games. Yeah. Drew McIntyre, this weekend, was on an episode of Up, Up, Down, Down. <laughs> was he? Yeah. This weekend, literally the day before Raw, <laughs> somebody should just be like, huh, maybe let's not include the video game line. Yeah. Seeing as there's videos of him being watched by millions of people playing video games yeah do you know what else I would change backstage <laughs> yeah what I would change the theme music well you've got to pick one haven't you but I don't know what we'd pick you'd probably pick Battle Scars <laughs> <laughs> um, no I've got a new song that I'm obsessed with at the minute to be fair what's that the NXT Takeover theme yeah the, the voices it's called yeah um, it is a mo- yeah have a little look it's amazing I don't, I don't necessarily mind the theme music staying as it is I think that's fine it's more, it's maybe I'll go some... back to an old school one <laughs> yeah. yeah I'll just have but yeah I mean smaller changes I think so we start with a match less of the right I'm not scripting everyone's promo no I'm allowing the main event guys to do their own promos I think yeah there's certain people Ambrose Rollins McIntyre Bray Wyatt, I think, could come up with some awesome promos Elias. on his own. Elias just seems that clever, quick-witted. He can come up with stuff. Obviously, there are certain people, and 
and I'm, I'm probably talking Kevin about Owens, the Sami Zayn, definitely them too. I'm probably talking more on the women's side where you might need to step in a little bit. Yeah, anyone other than Alexa Bliss. Really. Other than Alexa, yeah. I mean, Sasha and Bailey can be quite awkward on the mic, and Ronda can be quite awkward as well. Um, Nia so, yeah. Jax, Nia, wants, Nia is what, very... what is her? Where's mine? <laughs> um, that was weird. So yeah, it was very strange. But anyway. So less scripting of the promos. And I think just generally more in-ring product with connotations and consequences and, you know, continuity. Yeah, One thing I'd do is I would set up the CCB, and that is the Creative Continuity Board. And that is where we would all sit down and we'll go, right, here's the storyline. Does this make sense based on what's already happened? Yeah, we need to say, like, earlier this year, this person did this. Yeah. Therefore, we either shouldn't make them do it again, or we should have something which references yeah. that. Um, that's that's one of my biggest problems. Another one is just repetitiveness. Yeah. I see the same matches every week. We've we seen that. In the I've last seen the Lucha House Party in a revival months, right. three times in a row. Yeah. I've seen Finn Balor and Corbin about ten times this year. Yeah. I am just. They have so many people that they could use like you don't have to put them in the same match each week yeah. you could have one of them go against someone else and the other be on commentary or like to keep it involved like, or whatever but yeah like you don't have to like I wasn't particularly thrilled about seeing Hardy and Orton again this week hmm. literally put Hardy no, and Almas you know I wasn't. <laughs> Hardy and anyone that they're not using really yeah um, but yeah I Things like just give me fresh matches. Fresh matches. Yeah, fresh matches. I, I get so annoyed that you just see the same shit yeah. over and over again. And sometimes, like because I watch Raw quite early in the mornings, sometimes I'm like, have I put the wrong one on? <laughs> have I put last week's on again? Yeah. Yeah, because well, sometimes um, when there is a new match, I go, ah. Oh, it's a new match. Yeah, I've got to see this one. I'll wait to see this one. But when there is a new match, especially if this is the case on SmackDown, I wouldn't be like, for the first time ever yeah. in WWE, we're seeing this person versus... It's the first time ever it's, ever it's ever happened. I think subtlety is key with these sorts of things. You just say, oh, guys, these guys have never met in a ring before in yeah, WWE. Yeah, these guys, like, just have the commentators be like, oh, they may be a bit unfamiliar with each other yeah. like, during the match because they've never faced each other. You don't have to be like, this is the first, as the first time, time ever. ever. Historic money-making. Yeah. Money making. <laughs> That's the bottom line is it makes us money. Um, any other small little things that you guys would like to change? I know it's probably we could do a whole fucking series of episodes on what to do with Raw, um, and we've delved into a little bit of storyline stuff. We've gone into you know, some you know format what I'd changes do? because it's us. I would change SmackDown to red. <laughs> and have Raw as blue. That is a very petty change. I don't think we're changing the colour of Raw. It would always be the red brand, unfortunately. Um, are we changing more burgundy or something? Are we? <laughs> are we changing anyone? Like between face and heel, are we changing anyone? Um, I mean, at some point, I'd like to have a Finn Balor heel run. Oh yes, please, yes, please. I think that might be that might be good. Hmm. Um. I'd like to see the demon as heel. Imagine a Finn Balor face, but a heel demon. <laughs> like, he comes out and everyone's like booing him. 
the next day after SummerSlam or something, and he's like, I literally have no recollection of what happened. I have yeah. to go back and watch. <laughs> yeah, that would be quite weird. Yeah. Um, novel idea, but probably not for me. Um, right, we'll probably wrap that up for the time being. Um, as I said, Raw has been monumentally shit for the last few weeks. So we're not even going to bother talking about it. But in an hour, we've just made it better. We've made it so much better already. I guarantee you'll all want to see our version of Raw. Um, and we've done it by only introducing one new person. One, we don't even need to bring a whole host of new people up. Like, there's exactly. talent there. NXT needs some talent as well. You know? I mean, if we're going full fantasy booking, fuck it, bring the the elite in and <laughs> bring all that in. But, you know, we're going with what we've got. We've got a budget. Yeah, we've got, <laughs> we spent the pyro budget again, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's so worth it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, I think, uh, unless you guys had anything specific you wanted to add to this week doesn't have to be about Raw I fucking hate Arsenal well it's by the by no I haven't really got anything except you'll you'll never be fortunate enough to get performance from me again (laughs) I liked it I think you should bring it you should do that occasionally just play us a song you should play us out right now play a song for us no no one tells you ruined it put me in a bad mood (laughs) right okay well that pretty much and this is the episode of the People's Wrestling Podcast this week. Episode, what, 53? 52? 53, I think. 3. 53, something like that. 3, 2, 1. Lift off. Um, tickets for the NXT Raw and Smackdown at WrestleMania weekend go on sale on Friday. So we'll find out where we're sitting. That's exciting. And we'll let yeah, you know. Boy. And then hopefully access stuff will go on sale soon. You know what? Any of you who are going to WrestleMania and the surrounding events, let us know. And let us know where you're sitting as well. And maybe we'll be near each other and we can be friends. And if we're not near each other, we just won't be friends. Yeah. You can't sit with us. <laughs> you cannot sit with us. Um, so, right. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. And maybe you can get involved in our plane podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing a podcast on the plane. Oh, come on. It was so good. <laughs> Especially if we're not sitting near each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. We haven't even got a plane yet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that would be hilariously funny if we were Ali if... what did you think of Raw this week <laughs> I haven't seen it mate <laughs> oh. get watching now we've got 8 hours I usually watch it on the Wednesday and <laughs> that's smack now <laughs> if we owned Raw we'd have our own private jet to get to Mania I uh, no, Vince keeps it yeah, that was in the, that was a stipulation in the contract like, over the phone I tried to negotiate the jet but he just wasn't having it so you didn't tell us that bit no sorry, sorry have we got a fly commercial no, we'll, we'll go business class. Okay, I can deal with that. <laughs> anyway, right. Thank you very much for listening for this this week's episode of the People's Wrestling Podcast. Um, you can find us on Twitter. I almost forgot my own outro. Then find us on Twitter at the underscore PWP and on Instagram. But let's face it, we don't really do much on there. Um, well, maybe I'll start doing a little bit more on Insta. Um, you, Matt, where can I find you on Twitter? At the Bear and Bumby, and please Aiden, talk to me. Please talk Aiden, to me. Do something. <laughs> interact with me. Oh, Aiden, where can I find you? On Twitter as well. Where at? If you go into the search bar. Oh, for, you always do this! <laughs> you type <laughs> A-I-D-A-N-B-U-N-K-E-R. Aidan. Aiden Bunker. Aiden Bunker. And you can find me at AliBunker88 on Twitter. Um, so thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week good night